Welcome to Truly Fit, the online fitness marketplace connecting pros and clients through unique fitness business software. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. Today we have a really great one for you. Senior fitness. What is senior fitness? What are the differences in working with senior populations? What are the advantages or disadvantages? And I have a great guest coming on to discuss that. Nobody's better informed than Carrie Smith, a mentor and friend of mine, to be discussing the senior fitness. Carrie has been in the fitness industry for close to 40 years. She has done everything, worked at big clubs and small private facilities and did private group training and personal training and group fitness of all sorts. She's also been a presenter, traveling presenter for certifications. You name it, she has done it in the industry. So I'm excited to pass along some great information to trainers and fitness professionals who are not that knowledgeable in the area of senior fitness, not only from a business standpoint, but also from just providing a high value experience for your clients and for your senior clients in particular. So without further ado, Carrie Smith. So welcome Carrie Smith to the Truly Fit podcast. Uh, I already gave you a long-winded introduction, so we won't go into that. We'll uh, we'll just jump right into it here. Is there, uh, I, I know it sounds pretty obvious, senior fitness, but is there a, like a definition to senior fitness? Well, hi, Steve. Thank you for having me. Um, well, yes and no. Um, the word senior uh, is, a lot of times people don't like that uh, for a variety of reasons. But one thing I can say about senior fitness is that you can't say one thing about it. It's, it's way too varied. There's so many different aspects of it. And when you're dealing with people that have aged, there's a wide variety of abilities and diseases and disorders. So you just can't say any one thing when you're dealing with a senior population. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And obviously you and I both have sense. And obviously you and I both have an extensive background working with, with seniors. And um, you know, I have people who are in their 60s and appear to be 85 and people who are 85 who, who appear to be 65. So there's um, right. certainly a wide range of people and you can't group them all uh, into one category. I do think, um, you know, that the, the a main component of working with seniors is understanding, you know, modifications, obviously, uh, knowing the different exercises to do with those seniors. Can you speak a little bit about, you know, having a good grasp on modifications? Yeah, so, so when you're asking, is senior fitness training any different than training uh, the, the younger population or other people, children, for instance, it isn't different biomechanically. The body still works the same. You still have flexion, extension. You still have the muscles contracting, concentric. So you still have all of that. But, for instance, you know, you have genetics, you have lifestyle, you have diseases, like I mentioned before. So the best and most important thing in my mind is to have some type of sit-down consult, health history, really getting into where the person was, where they are now, what they want to do, where they want to go, before you even get into exercises and modifications. I think it's a huge error to work with anybody past, I want to say 50 maybe, before, unless, before and unless you know a lot about them, what medicines they're taking, what accidents they've had, what body parts are replaced, etc. 
Yeah, that's a great point. I think uh, obviously consultations and health history is important to go over with any client, but even more so the senior population because, well, number one, they typically have more issues, and number two, they've just experienced uh, life longer, so they're going to have a, a longer list. And I think, yeah, I, I've run, in, I've run into that many of times where I've had people uh, who were seniors who you know didn't tell me about a, a an ankle break that they had at 25 because it was 40 years ago, but it, but it mattered. And right. So it matters a lot. So you have to be um, like a like a journalist almost, like a news reporter. You really have to dig. And and I'm the same way. I've had people forget to tell me about a heart attack. You know, oh, you know, it was 10 years ago. Well, you know, thank you. So it, you really have to dig, and then you also really have to understand. I've learned. I've taken tons of certifications. I've taught certifications and workshops, but. The place that I learn is out on the floor training because every time I train uh, anybody, but mainly seniors, I learn something new or are forced to learn something new and research. And, uh, and then I also have to understand that there are areas that are way out of my area of expertise. So I have a, cre a little box of creativity where I can mod a, a little box of creativity where I can modify exercises and work with clients. But I have to understand where those lines and limits are and then network outside of those. So if I run into something that I don't think is in my area of expertise, then I'll consult with a physical therapist or a neurologist or a, you know, whatever, and find out where and what and how, maybe their doctor. And then, then I can get back in my box and be creative and not hurt them. Yeah, deferring to the experts is certainly important. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but at some point early on in my career, I found out the hard way. I was working with someone who had a hip replacement, but this was the old school way. I guess they, you know, they, where they cut you posteriorly and they, they weren't done very well. Uh, we were getting done with a Pilates session and afterwards we were going through some, some what I would consider uh, basic stretches and her hip popped out. Um, and I heard, and I heard a, like a sound as if like, uh, you know, a tire was going out, popped it back in and, you know, she was a little bit sore, but I guess this is, it's happened before to her. Uh, but it was just, you know, it was a, a bad way to learn um, that you can't do particular stretches with people yeah. who have, uh, have have their hips replaced. But um, but right. yeah, but but nonetheless, you you were certainly right. We we learn on the floor, and uh, there's there's no better way. And so, what I would tell if you know if I was ever working like training other instructors, which I have done, other trainers. I, I just tell them that the number one thing to consider is safety. So you, you absolutely have to have a margin of safety. I see on the floor examples of trainers working with elderly clients and trying to train them in balance and having absolutely no margin for error. A little 100-pound trainer and a 200-pound man, and they're walking along over things and, and there's no margin. So if the person falls, they're both going down and there's going to be an injury. So that type of stuff, uh, you know, safety, 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 and then you learn. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's a good point, and obviously with with seniors even more so with that safety because that we know the statistics of one bad fall for a senior could you know could very well mean uh, that the, the end is coming too soon uh, because <laughs> now chair now they're getting even more deconditioned now they have no exercise abilities and and that's that's right. it, it spirals down quickly and the, the snowball effect as opposed to you know, you're working with an 18-year-old, you push it a little bit too much, and he has to take a rest for three days. Obviously not not as uh, big of a deal. No, 
not life changing, not like with a throw. Well, you watched me have my fall. And uh, I ended up for a year and a half dealing with shoulder issues because I didn't make it over the hurdle. And uh, so even from an experiential point of view, a fall can be life changing. It can be a big deal. So anything, working with trainers, obviously you're going to work on balance and strength with balance. And so you have to be extremely careful. Well, I think we might be scaring some people away from working with seniors. Let's go, <laughs> let's, let's do a quick 180 here and let's talk about the advantages and the interesting okay. parts of working with seniors that people may not understand, understand. Okay. Well, first of all, don't let me scare anybody away. It's probably one of the best training. I've been doing this for over 35 years. And so it's been the best experience in the last 10 to 12 years working with an older population as I have aged. And in my experience from working, you know, in the younger group and working on up, it's been enriching. It's been exciting. It's been fun. Um, and, and never, a, never a dull moment. So I don't want to discourage anybody. I just would don't want anybody to go in with their eyes, not reality of it. So yes. Um, so the, the benefits of course is, we have a huge population of, uh, we call them boomers, I guess you could call them, but they are working through our, our uh, culture right now. And it is a huge population and they have the time because most of them are either retired or working part-time. They have the resources, many of them, and they have the desire. So they're not restricted to late night or early morning as the working crowd. They don't have children that they need to get to school or the child's sick, they have to cancel. And then they know that if they don't stay strong, there's a lot of education out there, then they're not gonna be able to do the things they wanna do, whether it's gardening or playing tennis or hiking. So they have the desire. So those three things make it super uh, financially beneficial, fun, and um, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I think that's uh, that is all on target. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people, seniors in particular, have come to me after a doctor's appointment and they said, "Hey, listen, my doctor said X, Y, and Z. I have osteopenia, or that I, mm -hmm. you know, due to pre pre existing heart conditions, I need to start uh, exercising more, and 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 so on and so forth." So you're you're getting people who are motivated by by health and who also have mm -hmm. the the finances to go ahead and, and, and put forth the, the effort and energy and they have the time, right? So if you're working with retirees, right. obviously they, they have the time to, to work with you and, and even multiple times a week. Most of the younger population that I work with sought me out for one particular day. They might've even said, hey, Steve, I need a half hour for you to just push me in my core, push me in my legs. But the older population will say, hey, I wanna work with you four days a week. So yes. that's, that's what I'm <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And uh, the, the time is, is a crucial element. Otherwise, you really, there's only so much time in the day. And if you are stuck in a niche where you only have morning hours or late evening hours, then the chances of being financially stable in this line of work are limited. But this, with this population and possibly doing group fitness or group uh, personal training, well, you can really make a nice living at it. Now, I want to move towards talking about private group training, which some people also call small group training, which is essentially a personalized uh, session of training with a limited number of participants. You do you know, consultations on the front end and you treat them more like a personal training session, but ultimately it is in a class environment. 
I know that you have one in particular called WOW that you run. And I believe, and I'm sure that you do as well, that these are actually almost best suited for seniors, where seniors really cling to these. Can you talk a little bit about WOW and, and private group training? Yeah, so that has been the, the biggest eye-opener for me. Um, I do Women on Weights, which is essentially a women-only group. And then there's another group here. I will go into my Women on Weights in a moment, but there's another group here of men only. And we didn't call it Men on Weights because that would have been Mao, and that's kind of weird. So the people here got together and creatively came up with the word studs, strength training under direction. And they're adorable. They walk around with a shirt on that has a bicep on it and says, I'm a stud. Uh, and they, um, they are just amazing. Uh, and they love it. So, but the approach with the different, the women versus the men, the approach is extremely different. Um, so back to the women on weights, what I have found is I, of course, I have a consultation. I understand just as if I'm doing personal training. Um, and then I take a limited amount. They pay a, a larger fee. It's between personal training and a group fitness class. So it's not as, not as expensive as personal training, but it's metal. But it's still a good bit. So then once they're in the group, I make sure that when I create, I know exactly who's coming. When I create the workout, I make sure, like we talked earlier, that there are modifications that are for the ones that, that need it and uh, accentuated exercises for the ones that are more advanced, but in the same setting. So when I've tried to show other trainers how to do a group personal training for seniors, it turns into a uh, essentially a boot camp, and that's not what it is at all. So it is a, a group personal training that is highly scheduled, highly uh, planned, and, and it works out really well. And the benefit is the social aspect. The women thrive on it. They end up coming to hang out with each other. Exercise almost becomes secondary. And if you facilitate that social element with the women, you're, you got a hit on your hands. And I keep them all in one room. I have tried to work them through the club and go into this area and that area. And it's like herding cats. So I get very creative in that one room with lots of different equipment to keep them energized, to keep them interested, but I don't let them leave the room without a bodyguard <laughs> or at least a, a chaperone. And, but then when we work with the men, we have found that they men, and this is a generalization and it's not meant to define all men, but the men that are in the stud group tend to do the same things over and over again. When they come to the gym, they go to this machine, that cardio and that, and then they leave. And they've done that for years. So the person, the girl that does the stud, she gets them out of their box. So she takes them to the pool. She takes them to the TRX. She takes them to the Pilates. So in, for the men, it was different. It's not as social, but it is trying to push them out of their box and into new areas so that their bodies respond. Because, you know, if you do the same thing over and over again, you're not going to get the same results. Yeah, that's great info and great insight there. And I want to touch on what you said about the social aspect, which is so important. I think people overlook that aspect. Obviously, now things are a little bit different due to the pandemic. But let, let's just go ahead and uh, talk about, you know, pre-pandemic and hopefully what post-pandemic will, will look like. Although, obviously, things are most likely change forever. But the, the social aspect is even more important with the seniors. And, uh, and any chance I get to plug my book, I will. So in Fitness Business 101, I talk about two different teaching styles. One is called 
demonstrative and that's more of the social trainer and one's called direct and the direct is maybe the guy who understands the kinesiology better but he can't really connect with the the clients as well and it's important to have that the ability to connect with your clients in the seniors because it's not as if their goals are to run a um, hundred meters and be a sprinter champion, right? right? They're not going to be, they're not trying to make the, the high school football team. They are right. trying to stay healthy, right? You need to understand the basics, but really you also have to provide that high value experience for them. They want to go there. They want to talk with their friends. They want to have the ability to socialize while understanding they're working with someone who cares about their safety and understands the modifications. Bingo. Absolutely. And, and you're right. They're not trying to try out. It, it, that's remember we talked about the consult and learning what they, what they have done in their lives, what has happened to them, what they enjoy, where they are now and what they want. So when I, you know, I've, worked with trainer I mean I've worked with clients who are getting ready to go skiing with their their son and preparing for something like that is way different I work with clients who want to be able to get up and down off the floor and play with their grandkids without having needing help so those are two very different um, goals but it you know you can work in that direction with them knowing what they want and and yeah so it, again, it goes back to the, you can't say one thing about them because a lot of a lot of people in there, I have a lady, if you don't mind me using an anecdotal story, she is 79 years old. She weighs probably 100 pounds soaking wet. She's from Minnesota and she literally does rows with 30 pound dumbbells bent over rows and only because we don't have a 35 pounder in there. She's crazy. And she does TRX um, she does planks in the TRX with her feet in there. She's just a, a, a monster. Um, but it's not, she wasn't always like that. It took me 12 years to take her from using little pink one pound weights to that. But everybody has a whole different approach and a whole different reason for being there. But I have found that the one thing that does ring through the whole crowd that does come to the group personal training is they just enjoy each other and they try to enjoy me. And they find, you know, I find I share some personal aspects of my life. They know my grandkids' names. They like to see the pictures. I see their grandkids. We, you know, all of that stuff. We know each other's husbands' names and, and all that makes a difference. And I actually know that I can't remember this stuff. So I keep a little chart where they can't see it and I'm writing down different things or I enter it on my phone. Jan's husband's name is Bill. Bill had surgery two weeks ago. And, and so I know that. So when she comes into the room, I glance at that and I can say, hey, Jan, how's Bill? How is his surgery? I'm not going to remember that stuff, but that's that personal touch that makes the world a difference. So I will give that little piece of advice. If you can, you can't remember the dog's name and that they, uh, you know, had whatever, it does make a difference. That's fantastic advice and um, brings me to um, a, a story of my own that just happened about an hour ago. I, um, you know, I mentor some young trainers and one girl in particular who's still in college was talking to me earlier and she was nervous about not knowing all the underactive and overactive muscles when she was working with this particular client. Um, and you know, I just have to reassure her, it's more important that you, you remember the client's uh, child's name than knowing all the under- <laughs> You're right. <laughs> because you know what? Your client doesn't know them all either, right? And your client, right. your client was in her late 50s and 
was just looking for overall health and wellness. I'm like, you, I, right. I understand, you know, for some of the young trainers out there who just get done with reading the books, it's, you, you're yes. not, you're not a physical therapist, right? You're not just there to make corrections. You're there to you know, build an experience and build a relationship with your client. And, you know, the, the understanding the, the kinesiology aspect will come with time, but you, you need, right. there is no, you, there's no waste of time in building a relationship. If you waste that time, if you don't do that, you're going to lose the client. And you're right. And it is, that's the, that's what personal, the personal part of personal training, knowing and, and understanding that you do need to develop a relationship, but also knowing where the lines and limits are in that. So yeah, you're not, you're not like best friends and all that. Although I have become very good friends with a lot of my clients, but, but do develop knowing the kids, knowing about them, knowing again where they've been. And yeah, if you can impart that onto the younger trainers, it is important to know the biomechanics and it is important to know overactive and underactive and all of that. But like you said, I'm not a physical therapist. So that's when it, when I have some body alignment issues or things that need to be corrected and it's out of my wheelhouse, I will consult with a physical therapist, recommend that they go to the physical therapist for a while. Then I get a sheet of exercises back when they come back and it is wonderful. And it's out of, it's out of my hands and into the experts hands. And then when they come back to me, we can get creative again. And I've done that thousands of times over the years. Yeah, and to um, you know, finish off, I'm sure you would echo these sentiments. Another advantage to working with the older population or this, you know, the senior population is it really expedites your learning because you get to see various injuries and you have to start to be creative in your approach to fitness. Whereas if you're only training 23-year-old young moms you can pretty much do the same things over and over, right? So obviously you're not gonna put a 67 year old woman with bilateral hip replacements and COPD into a burpee. So, you know, how do we, how do we work those same muscles, right? What do we do? What are the modifications that I can do? And I, I, think, I think having a few older clients as a young trainer is important because you have to learn how to be creative and think through those processes and you won't be challenged if you only have younger clients. You're absolutely right. It might be easier to just train the younger population. It's not going to be financially sound, I don't believe, and it's also not going to be educational at all. So having a few, if not you know, one, one in the middle of it or whatever, just getting some experience there because it is rewarding, it is educational, and I think it's fun. Well, I totally agree. Carrie Smith, thank you so much for your time. And I know that we'll be on a future podcast. Oh, great. Thanks, Steve. Remember to check out our social media sites, which are all listed at Truly Fit app. There, you can find the polls to questions concerning potential upcoming topics for our podcast and leave your information or a colleagues and friends information who you would think best fit for discussion of that topic. Thanks again.